let me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so he did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Boy, did I pick a great weekend to go camping. Yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> everything is uh, in the cards against me for my first uh, camping trip in a long time. I you don't know, think I've been since I I screwed up my back. You don't like to get a little uh, frosty, a little chilly out there. I mean, I I'm mean, gonna, what's the point of starting a campfire if you yeah, don't just warm yourself next to it? And, so I'll get to that in a second. Okay. I do have the gear in my tent, like my I think my sleeping bag's rated to 32 degrees. Whoa! I've got a little propane heater that you can do in the tent, but it's my tent's so big that it doesn't really work ah, okay. that well. Damn, so, you got a big, luxurious tent all by yourself? I do. I love <laughs> it, man, because I can fit a queen-size uh, inflatable mattress. Do you do that? I've got a little table, uh, folding <laughs> table I set up in there. I've got all my yeah. gear stowed away. Like I've, You can stand up in it. It's made to be either completely stand up and sleep like 12 people, or you can set it up really fast and kind of have like a smaller area. It's, it's you, made to be both. Are you planning an attack on enemy forces in the middle of the forest? Like, what do you need to stand up in a tent for? I'm planning to outrun the IRS. Okay. And, well, actually, they owe me money now. It's fun. The, the tables have turned. Tables have turned. So, yeah, it's going to be really cold and miserable. So that's that's thing that's bummy one. Number two, it's going to be windy. So there's a good chance there's going to be a uh, fire ban. Oh, man. And the entire point of going camping is to have a fire. Right. That's what makes it fun. I know. And the other thing is... You can't set fires in the city. Let's get in trouble for that. Yeah, I mean, you can, and I have, (laughs) and you've witnessed it, but yes. So that kind of takes away. Plus, it's going to be cold, so you want a campfire, and having a fire is the entire reason to go camp. That's why I don't go to Big Bend National Park. I go to the state park. Yeah. Um, I think the state park's better because fires, mm. but also it's just it's more isolated. There's no one there. Uh, the other thing, speaking of parks, not state parks, but the Travis County parks and a lot of uh, parks across the state are going to a reservation system, which uh, they never had before. And on top of that, my favorite camping areas, areas where I like to go to the same place. They're on a cliff. They have, like, they're kind of hidden back in the woods. I've made my own things. Uh, those yeah. areas are closed. Oh, man. So, it, so your little nooks and crannies you've sort of carved out in the, uh, the yes. forest are now off limits, too. Yes. Aww. So it's it's completely uh, a disastrous weekend. And let us not forget the the biggest Debbie Downer of my camping endeavor. Uh, the cedar is really bad right now. Allergies are at an all-time high, so if I'm going to be living amongst the cedar for a couple days... So you know what I'm going to do? Are you going to postpone? Uh, like a little kid, I might just put my tent up in the backyard and camp outside <laughs> and then text my fiancé to bring me uh, snacks. Yeah, that sounds awesome, that's, actually. That's, that might just be it. <laughs> the greatest upset in Super Bowl history. That's right, on this day in history, back in 1969, Joe Namath made good on his promise. Not just a promise, but a guarantee. Joe Namath guaranteed victory over the heavily favored Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl III. 
That's right. It was only the third Super Bowl. Uh, a couple years earlier, the AFL and NFL had merged and made this the championship game between the two leagues. Wow. And they were Super Bowl three. Super Bowl three. That's wild to three. think of. 18-point underdogs. Uh, the Jets went into the game against the 15-1 and Colts, who were steamrolling everyone, coached then by the legendary Don Shula, probably known a little more for his time with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but Joe Namath guaranteed victory. It was printed, I think, on maybe the New York Post. I don't remember. Yeah. But it says, Namath guarantees victory. And no one at all thought that it could happen. Uh, it was the first victory for the AFL, which, again, had uh, recently merged. Uh, Namath uh, played what they called his first pro football game. Again, Colts 15-1, but trailed 16 to nothing after three quarters. This was Namath's fourth year in the NFL. The former University of Alabama star absolutely dazzled, was named MVP of the game. Uh, 17 for 28 passes, 206 yards, and just confounded the Baltimore defense, taking care of all their weaknesses. He overcame the critics. He he showed them. He made good (laughs) on his guarantee. Uh, The only touchdown that happened for the Colts was when they benched their uh, season MVP and put in the, uh, again, uh, another legendary name. Uh, Johnny Unitas came in, led led the Colts to their only touchdown. But, yes. Another fantastic moment. <laughs> That's cool, man. In NFL history. And uh, Joe Namath was great, man. He used to wear those, uh, uh, basically, the like animal fur jackets. He would smoke cigarettes on the sideline. He yeah. was a playboy. He was a New York City playboy. <laughs> and no one thought this could happen. And just to, to so make cool. the guarantee go through yeah. to one of the best teams uh, at the time. Uh, one of those words really stood out to me that you uh, delivered. I think it was the word dazzling. And um, I'm really preoccupied with that for some reason, partially. Uh, because it like, sounds like it goes with this music, the, the, old, uh, the old NFL yeah. films. And so part of me wants to like start saying it, like using it, bringing it back. I'm trying to remember uh, Joe Namath's uh, nickname. It wasn't Jolton Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, that was that was baseball. But, but he had a... It's dazzling. He had a... Oh, yeah, my God. Look at how cool that sounds. Dazzling Joe. Oh, no. I'm but sorry. I like, I I'm like... too obsessed with just that particular word right now. But this is this actual today is the greatest story is pretty damn cool. I know, and you're not you're not a uh, not even a sports dude, really. You're, you're not. I a... love good games. I love learning the history and build up to Broadway them. Joe. Uh, Broadway Joe, oh, they go. called him Dazzling Broadway <laughs> Joe. But I love a good story, and a oh. lot of these end up being great stories after the fact. It's incredible to listen to this stuff. Yeah, and and learn about the history of America. It's dazzling. <laughs> Football, that is. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Today's Thanks, the dude. greatest. Broadway Joe makes good on his promise. No guarantee. His dazzling guarantee. I saw a tweet the other day that said, Age yourself by telling us a store that doesn't exist anymore. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. It's an internet trend. That's why we talk about it on the radio during Emily's social cues. So yes, I saw this uh, same thing too. We could get very Austin specific or just overall, but yeah, this one, this one's kind of fun. Yeah, I think it's like chains, you know. Sure. And if I was, yeah, so I was born in 1998, and uh, I could argue Toys R Us 
that that doesn't exist anymore, sure. technically. Yeah. But I would go yeah, even, yeah. But even younger. But that's been so ubiquitous to many generations of uh, exactly. kids. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I have two. One of them you guys might relate to. The other one, I you will have no idea what it is, and I'm so excited to introduce you to this entire concept okay. because it's incredible. But I'll go with the first one that you guys might relate to, and then sure. I want to hear yours. For sure. uh, Hollywood video. Yeah, of course. Yeah, video stories. I was team Hollywood video. I was not team blockbuster. Mm, you got to do both. You play them against each other. Yeah, you know? no, I. Like play them against each other. We had a okay, Hollywood well, I'll throw video. In my store. I was team Hastings. Hastings ruled, and I, we, I didn't have Hastings one in is. my area. But when I went to college, it was at Hastings in San Marcos. Yeah, I, yeah. I took What's that? S- it's like a, it's a little video, video, like a video store. store. Yeah, but also they sold a lot of good music. Oh. Yeah. It was cooler. My I liked fun it, man. fact: my uh, my good friend's dad owned Hastings back in the day. The reason I ever saw uh, the movie The Thing was because I got it there on clearance for like a few bucks, and I was like, I've heard things about this movie. And it ruled. It's a good. Really, movie. watch the thing. It's a good movie. Yeah, we had a Hollywood video right by my uh, where I grew up, and so every single weekend it was like, okay, Emily, you can pick out a few movies. And I just remember walking down the Hollywood video mm-hmm. aisles and looking at all of the movies and all the kid movies, and they sold little popcorn things and they did showings on the inside. And I was like, this is so cool, and you could be a Hollywood video member. Yeah, they had candy and stuff you could buy yeah, too. Yeah, like, the sort of, inside looked like a movie theater, yeah. like a movie theater lobby. Yeah, and it was in a awesome. They were one of the first, I think, that, that did video games. Yes, I think you're right. Blockbuster I think you're also right. jumped in on that. Video games too. I I rem- <laughs> This is gonna age me in terms of you're gonna be like, wow, you're so young. I remember getting uh, there was a penguin animated movie called Surfs Up. And I remember getting a Surf's Up video game on the Wii, and you can rent it from Hollywood Video. And I rented the Wii Surf's Up video game, and I played it at my friend's (laughs) house. Um, Also, side note, we also got that Silly Putty, and we accidentally got it stuck to my friend's brother's drum for school, and we got in a lot of trouble. (laughs) So that was my day. That was back in my day. Uh, Oh, What's another one? The other one, uh, my second age yourself with a store that no longer exists... Do you know what Libby Lou is? No. No clue. Oh, I'm so pumped to tell you about Libby Lou. Okay. If you were in the early 2000s and you were a little girl and you went to the mall, you knew what Libby Lou was. It is a little girl's dream. Any little kid that was like looked up to like Paris Hilton. I thought that was Claire's. This is even even better than Claire's. Forever 21? Even better than Forever 21, because this is for, like, little, little kids. My mom did not let let me go to Libby Lou because she said that only the um, the Hoochie Mama girls, mm-hmm. little girls, would yep. go to Libby Lou. Wow, Mom. Paris it was all the girls that had Bratz dolls, Mycenes dolls. I wasn't allowed to have that. But it's called Club Libby Lou. It's like a experiential experience that you would pay, and you would send your kids there. And typically birthday parties would be held there, whatever, and you would get dressed up and you'd have themed parties. Oh, that's cool. So it'd be like a pop star themed party and they would go and you would be a little girl and they would dress you up and they would put makeup on you. They'd put like wigs on you. They would give you outfits. So you dress up in these little two piece outfits to make you look look like a pop star. (laughs) They teach you a little dance. And it was a whole experience and a whole chain in every mall. And you could buy like sparkly glitter spray. You could buy like... Like, I don't know, bath bombs and all this other, like, clothing and you, things like can tiaras. You, can you imagine, like, the, the boys' version of, like, what would that type of store would be? 
What I can't, it? and that's why I'm trying Spencer's. to pose this question. A Spencer's. A Spencer's. No, 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 no. It's too no, no. sexual. But it was so much fun, and you would go. They had like fairy dust stations, so you can make your own quote unquote fairy dust. Oh, no, that's glitter. Um, uh. And I just remember as you look up the pictures of these little girls in the early 2000s, it is kind of weird. They are wearing like crop tops and Ugh. like booty shorts and stuff. But it, it, all of my friends talk about the Libby Lou days, and unfortunately, I did miss out on that because I. I was a Catholic school girl. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, Libby Lou was the place to be in the early 2000s. And rest in peace to Libby Lou. I don't know if it got completely closed down because it was kind of weird. The creepy kid store. Or if it was just because they... That wasn't a thing in the mid-2000s to have that kind of look and whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it it was such a good time and... Man, I, I, I miss those days. I want to go back to those days. I was going to go with like Albertsons or Homeland, which are grocery yeah. stores. Uh, but what what you or Bonanza. Damn, forgot about that. But uh, talking about the high school nostalgia made me think of a store called Eckerd's. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember and you mentioning that earlier. That was the Walgreens and yeah. CVS. But the thing about Eckerd's was they did better and cheaper uh, one-hour photo. So, oh. Emily, back when we were in high school, when yes. I was in high school, on Friday, you would stop by Eckerd's, pick up like three disposable cameras, and you would take photos of all the parties and fun for the weekend. And then Sunday, Monday, you would go get them developed, go uh-huh. pick them up, and then you would all look and laugh at your pictures of the zaniness that happened throughout the weekend. Aww, yeah. It was a big wholesome. thing. Yeah, it's not instant. No. No, dude. You're like, I can't wait. It was like uh, anticipation slightly. You're like, I can't wait. Even you know? digital yeah. cameras didn't become a thing that was regular until I was in college. Like mm-hmm. back then, the disposable camera was the currency of high school fun and parties. Yeah. And so Eckerd's we we was digital. the place to do it. it absolutely yep. a audio attached to it, too, because they had that little crank after each picture you took that you just... Yeah. 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 That, you knew know, how they were going to turn out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Spencer, what about you? What um, age is you? Uh, you already mentioned Eckerd's and Albertsons. There was one other store I couldn't recall, but there's this store in particular, which has a silly name, Wiener's. What? Did you guys ever go to Wieners? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> no. My grandma used to take me to Wieners all the time, and uh, it might sound like it's a food place, but in fact, it's the last name of the dude who made this clothing retailer. And it turns out I did some research here. It was headquartered here in Texas, actually, up in Spring Branch. But uh, yeah, we would go there for some relatively uh, cheap clothing. Get it? I would be unhappy because uh, I didn't get to choose, you know? Necessarily, yeah. yeah. Like these are good. I'm like, I want these pants with the hole or something and the uh, the knee Damn, already. That, that made me think of Massimo and Yaga. Yeah, aging me. Uh, last thing that ages me, uh, I used to be Vine famous. You keep Vine. saying yeah, that. Yeah, I was Vine famous. You, re- I don't believe. I was Vine it. famous. I don't believe. I, did. It. I popped on Vine. Your kid stinks. Pick up with our friend Matt Bearden, where if you're waiting in the line to get your kid, kids in the car, whatever, we have stories for you, and you can always text a shout-out to 835-1015. Yeah, kids suck. We know that. No, no, I don't. I it's, it just smells bad. Stink. I was going to ask you this about my nephew. Yeah. When they get older, do they start smelling? Because when they're little, when they're babies, they have a cute smell. Right. And now he's like, oh, yeah. here's they're the gross. thing. They're gross. It, your kid's pits turn long before their brain does. So you don't even get a warning. You don't even know, oh, my kids are starting into puberty. I say this because, and i got to be careful what time I do this during the day, but 
Recently, I've been picking up, a part of being a parent is you bus kids around the city, right? Sure. And I have noticed yeah. that more and more frequently, my vehicle Ooh. smells like this studio. Oh, no. Yes. It smells Sweat like armpit. dude. Yeah. But I haven't always been transporting dudes. It no, just turns out. Are. No, it just turns out that uh, a lot of times, middle schoolers stink. Yeah. Yeah. The only alternative is that kids get really addic- addicted to something like Axe, which smells <laughs> worse, just as bad. Oh, yeah. And ju- yeah, you just ju- put it terrible. on top of the BO smell. You're like, oh, wow. Did you kids, Do you rem- you probably don't remember having body odor, but do you no. remember first starting like, where you had to start bathing? And Yeah, see, that's, that's the weird thing is I was like, you don't need to bathe every night. But again, hanging out with my nephew who's getting a little bit older, um, I'm, I'm not a dad. I'm a puppy parent. But when we let our dogs outside, um, my fiance and I say they smell like an outside boy. They come right. in, and there's a certain smell. That's the goat smell. The kids have goat sure. smell, but goat smell dissipates fairly quickly. Where now, when running around and playing with my nephew, he comes in, and he's like, oh, look at this, and showing me some dumbass video on his iPad and replaying the same three seconds again and again. So that person gets a lot of views for making uncreative, terrible content for children. Point being, I sit next to him, and this is the first time he I've stinks, noticed it. right? He smells bad. Bad, bad. It's gross. Bad, 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 yes. bad, Yes. And it's hard to have that conversation. Like, let's say I just, uh, just out of the blue, what if I were to have, I don't know, uh, a daughter in middle school? I'm not saying I do, and this is not about anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Honey, you ever thought about using deodorant? All the cool kids are. Can you imagine saying to a girl who is in middle school, <laughs> have you ever thought about using deodorant? I don't know if Girl's you have been stank. around a tween or teenage oh, girl any time recently, and really, neither of you should. No. Okay? I'm not, but, I don't want to. Uh, it is a dangerous thing to do. That is uh, tears and anger and all kinds of don't stuff. Don't get upset even if you're like, oh, you look nice today. Yeah, you shouldn't do that at all. <laughs> I don't know if you know Just this, nice. but... Yeah, as a dad of a middle schooler, it is my job to not exist. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm only existed to be hated. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's a thing. I've been reading about it online and parents saying, I, I didn't realize my kids were just going to start smelling like this because it is a full-blown... Yeah. Human odor, my friends. <laughs> um, you have to do their laundry constantly. Right. You've got to wash their sheets constantly. You, you can't escape it. But I think that there is money to be made, and I'm not talking about teen spirit, the short-lived, or does it, do they still have it? They made a deodorant for a while for teens called teen spirit. I think spirit. they might, yeah. Someone in the corner over there is nodding. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I feel like there should be something cool. Somebody cool. <laughs> a cool a cool way to be like, you stink. You buy it. Yeah, but I'm happy. I think all parents would instantly join the Patreon for whatever cool Instagram influencer suddenly oh. just started saying, oh, my God, my favorite thing in the world is to smell like lavender, and so I love this deodorant because it would really help out. Yeah. It, uh, it's stunning, though. It is stunning because it just happens all of a sudden, and then... It, it, I didn't realize it was going to happen in winter either, but the kids are wearing coats all day in uh, schools sweating, where the yeah. heater is on and stuff like that. And then suddenly you got eight kids in the back of the car. Hippie mm. parents would tell you to never let them wear deodorant because it has aluminum oxides in it and just feed them carob instead of chocolate. I know, but well, but there's probably harmful chemicals in the vomit that I keep uh, vomiting into my <laughs> yeah. lap. He's already stalking you. Stalk back at the CJ Morgan. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 101X. The best barbecue in Texas. 
I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! Another day, another list. The best hamburger in the city? No. The best crab rangoons? Where to get iced tea? Even better, the most popular lists in the mm. South are where to get the best barbecue. And we have the top 10 spots, which come from, uh, let's see, Texas Barbecue. Okay, good. I can trust them. Yeah, it's called Texas Barbecue. <laughs> yeah. They bought that domain it's name. It's not the New Yorker, so, or uh, anything, you know. They also listed no agendas, no politics, no favorites, just barbecue. I don't oh, know God. what the hell that means. Oh, God. Uh, but they gave us some that good ones. That sounds so. like you got an agenda. Sorry. Number 10, Blood Bros Barbecue in Bel Air with a name like that. Sure, why not? Number 9, Tejas Chocolate and Barbecue in Tomball, Texas. That's, a, that's not a chocolate and barbecue? Okay. Chocolate. I'll, I'll give you we that. We were talking earlier about orange chocolate. Imagine barbecue chocolate. Mm. I'd be down for that. Number 8, Brett's Backyard Barbecue in Rockdale. Number 7, Daddy Duncan's Barbecue in Katy. With the word daddy in it, I'm down. Sure. Number 6, Rollin' Smoke Barbecue in Austin. Rollin' nice. Smoke, the only place in Austin to be listed. Uh, I like this one because of the city and the name. Number 5, Mimsy's Craft Barbecue in Crockett. <laughs> Number four, Shof's Barbecue in Belton. Number three, Brotherton's Black Iron Barbecue in Pflugerville. Another uh, Hill Country one represented. Number two, Panther City Barbecue from Fort Worth. And number one on the list, Kelly's Hill Country Barbecue in Wimberley. So good job. Good job, y'all. Not a bad list, but here's the thing. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. That makes Austin, Pflugerville, and Wimberley only... Three Hill Country barbecue places listed. Sure. And to me, that's absolutely incorrect. Hill Country in Texas has the best barbecue, and they completely screwed us. This list is dumb. Um, Look, man, I feel like I've heard a lot of new places. It's always nice to hear all the greats, you know. Black's Barbecue. Sure, uh, sure. County, you know, so it, to me, I feel like maybe this is just trying to, to uh, showcase some of the newer barbecue joints. Well, that I'm, I'm going to start by throwing out uh, Tom Ball, Katie, I think Bella. I'm throwing out anywhere that's uh, Houston. Houston <laughs> suburb, because Houston does not have good barbecue. No? Um, no, not at all. Uh, they left off a lot of new and classic places. I, I just made a real quick list. Oh, yeah? Snows, Smitty's, yes. Interstellar, yes. Valentina, Crutes, Blacks, Micklewaite, Slab, Style Switch. Just To me, these are all the names I've heard before, too, on multiple lists. Well, you know what? This and list you're is not dumb. wrong. I'm not wrong at all. <laughs> they just completely decided to, to throw up a bunch of crap no one ever has heard of. Well, now you have heard of. And perhaps I should go try it. And that's also, yeah. <laughs> you know, with these lists there, the point of these lists aren't to actually definitively find the best barbecue. It's yeah. to get you to click on their list. Absolutely. And, debate, and then have a conversation you. like this and then be upset and make your own list. Correct. While you also link back to their list so you can, yeah. So it's kudos driving to them. traffic. Uh, more importantly, if you have a barbecue joint that we don't know about and we should try, like Micklewaite's used to be pretty underground Dude, for yeah. a while. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. was great. But now everyone knows about it. But what do we not know? about that we need to know about text us 512-835-1015 and uh, the last thing that this list actually did is it got me really hungry for barbecue yes uh so spencer i have another drum roll another announcement okay 
I just ordered us from Slab Barbecue uh, a half pound of uh, pork ribs. Wow. A half pound of brisket. Wow. Uh, I got you a, f- um, not a Fanta, I got you Doritos. I got me oh. a Mexican Coke. I got Thank us a uh, uh, Slab is really good at sandwiches and sides. So I got us some green bean casserole. Dude. All on the way here, Spencer. So there we go. We're getting us ready for a nap. Let's do it. Woo! Competition time. It's edit or bet it. The two truths and a lie pop culture game. We pay, we play amongst ourselves with Emily, Matt, Spencer, myself, CJ, Morgan. Em and I have been uh, going at it quite a bit. And that actually makes today's game very interesting because it's going to be Matt versus Spencer. Uh. However, Emily, you and I are both in a position to win this uh, session of the game. Okay. Uh, basically, the way Spencer and I determined it is once you get 13 points, you get a star next to your name, and the scores reset and we start over. I have one star. To get to 13 points, Emily, you and I are both at 11, Ooh. which means by betting today, one of us could be declared a winner. So I want you to keep that in mind. We're both okay. at 11. If you make a three-point bet, you can win. But if you lose, it goes well, uh, down the hill. What were Matt and I scores? Or somewhere in the negatives? Or uh, Matt has three. Spencer has negative three. Yes. Anyhow, five points on the line between you two. Spencer has chosen Goonies as the subject he's the expert in. Mm-hmm. Matt is going to take him on and try to conduct a nice little summary of the Goonies, but with one factual error, something hidden, something that's a lie, and Spencer has to pick it out. That's right. And Emily. Yes. Before we hear Matt's summary, now Mm -hmm. is the time to where you can choose for three total points to bet on who's (sighs) going to get it right. Do you want to go for the win today, or would you rather hear the summary and only wager a one-point bet? I'm going to only... Wager a one point bet, and so that we're is wait. yes, okay. that is just because I personally have only seen the Goonies like once, so okay. I know I'm not playing, but I really can't. You don't feel gauge confident anyway. How? Yeah, I can't gauge how hard this movie would be okay. trivia wise. Sure. That means I can dive right in, right? Uh, well, CJ still has to decide. Oh. I'm going to go for the dub. Are you really? And I'm going to pick Matt. I think Matt gets this. You think I'm going to trick so, our then, friend? Spencer. I'm going to wager three points on me. I just want to make it more interesting. It's so fun if I win all the time. And I've never bet pre-summary, so why not? I don't know if you know this, but I've been around you, and it's not fun when you win. I mean, lose. Oh, uh, it's no, worse. It's, yeah, it's yeah, worse it's, when I lose. It's bad either way, <laughs> it's just actually. No fun at all it's, it's the balance of power. If, if it's too easy to win and winning sucks, but if I yeah. lose in games I spend hours creating... It sucks, too. Yeah. Goonies is Dude. an interesting movie. Uh, it was quite interesting when I watched it as a kid. And I saw it later as an adult, and I was like, this is a terrible it movie. It's trash. And then I had my <laughs> own kids, and they watched it, and my son went nuts loving yeah. it. And I was like, oh. Because it's finding treasure. It's not a good movie, but it's a great movie when you're a kid because you don't know how to judge a movie yet. Exactly. It's, it's like the first movie that you watch that you think is of quality. Yeah. High right. adventure. Here we go. Let's, Let's do it. Goonies. It. This is Matt's first reading of his summary. Spencer's got to pick out a lie. Here we go. The Goonies. A 1985 movie produced by Steven Spielberg about six friends on a treasure adventure in search of the remains of one-eyed Willie, his treasure, and his ship, the Inferno. They call themselves the Goonies in reference to their area of town, the Goondocks. And along the way, the crew are tracked and harangued by the Fratellis, Mama, Jake, Francis, and Lotmi, better known as Sloth. 
The soundtrack included the song Goonies Are Good Enough by Cyndi Lauper, though the track was originally offered to and passed on by British band Bananarama. Damn. That's solid. Okay. Ooh, good. Solid. With the music, the throwing around. Mm-hmm. Emily, make your bet, and then we'll come back and hear it again. You know what? After hearing that, and after just feeling the presence in the room, I'm going to say that Spenny's got this one. Okay. Mm, awesome. I'm Spenny. confident that you can get this one. Uh, what do oh, you think? man. 512-835-1015. Text us and tell us where the lie is. If you think uh, Matt it was that easy to pick apart, who's going to win? We want to know. Text 512 Whatever. We'll be back. <laughs> you, you okay over there? I just I fell asleep. Editor Bennett, we are taking Ooh. on a subject of pop culture somewhere with a lie involved in it. Spencer chose Goonies as a subject he's the expert in. Matt Bearden is going to try to trick him with his summary of the Goonies. Emily and I uh, picking different. I chose Matt to win and wager three points. Emily chose Spencer and one point, five points between the two. That doesn't matter. What matters is who tricks whom. That's right. And Matt thinks he's got Spinny on the line. Let's hear your summary again. Somewhere in this summary of the Goonies is a lie. Can you pick it before Spinny does? Text us 512-835-1015. Yeah, and I I can read it again. Or Spinny, maybe you feel like you have it. Mm, please read it again. Okay, I will do that. Here we go. The Goonies. The Goonies, a 1985 movie produced by Steven Spielberg about six friends on a treasure adventure in search of the remains of One-Eyed Willie, his treasure, and his ship, the Inferno. They call themselves the Goonies in reference to their area of town, the Goondocks. Along the way, the crew are tracked and harangued by the Fratellis. Mama, Jake, Francis, and Lotney, uh, better known as Sloth. The soundtrack included the song Goonies Are Good Enough by Cyndi Lauper. The track was originally offered to and passed on by British band Bananarama. Yikes. Damn, Bananarama yeah. had cool, cool summer. What else did they have? What was their big one? I had that uh, mini record as a kid, the one with the big hole. Got us on the mountain top. Oh, they did a co- and a cover Venus of, with the re- yeah, 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 which I think was originally a song from maybe the '60s or yeah, something. It was. Uh, Spinny, thoughts before you make your big guess? How are you uh, feeling? What are you thinking? I'm currently pretty stumped. Now, where I want to focus on is the exact amount of friends that were in the group. But I'm thinking back, and I'm coming up with uh, a bunch of confusing numbers in my head. Uh, what do you think about? Nostalgia's getting in the way. Okay. Um, also, what constitutes a friend versus your brother's friends? An acquaintance, something. So yeah. it's a semantic thing that I'm getting too caught up on. I wouldn't worry as much about that. I don't True. know. That's tricky. He's a sneaky. Let's see. There was Josh Brolin's character, a couple ladies, a bunch of uh, treasure. Hey, slept you guys. Well, uh, it's time to it make is, it your is decision. Very unsettled. Like it's it's very well done, very well crafted oh, no. here, man. And no, I only God. wish that I had spent the time rewatching it last night. Prior but to instead, coming you in. got high and played video games. I did. Fair, I played uh, Fallout seventy six. It's free right now on PlayStation Plus. Uh, free okay. gamers okay. out there. Um, Look at Matt's face. Not looking, not making eye contact. I'm I'm nervous. I'm getting close because I'm thinking it might have to do more. Mm. I don't know, man. Uh, This makes me nervous because this means if you don't guess it, I win this session and I have two stars next to my name. No, no. 
um, I want to go, my instinct is to, for some reason, focus on the Fratelli's statement. Okay. And that's just where I'm going to get it. I don't know exactly why. Okay, so you're locking it in? I'm not entirely sure about Sloth's actual name, but I feel like that's actually... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the six friends line where it was just I think it's the very first uh, statement actually. Screw so it. That's you, it. That's you locked the friends in. thing. Yeah. Six whatever. friends. Matt, where did you get him? Did you not get him? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. Where he was supposed to be gotten was that the song was never offered to Bananarama. You didn't uh, really help out when you sang "Cruel Summer." That was their hit from that same exact summer, "Cruel Summer," that was in one um, of the Karate Kid movies. Nice. Uh, but I realized in his confusion that I wrote down the wrong amount of friends. It's seven friends, so technically, he just won. Wow! What a weird, wow. strange repeat. I, I made a screw up. You on did the, the similar thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I screwed week. up. I realized I said, "Oh, it's seven. And when I recounted in my head just now, I was like, "Oh, I wrote it out of memory, and it's not. It's seven kids that were in there." You uh, just chunk was never chunk wasn't along for the ride. Yeah, and I was kidnapped. recounting one scene, and I counted this in my head six people. But Chunk was my member of the uh, Goonies. He just was with the Fratellis the whole time. Lotney is the true name of Sloth. You just cost me... You literally just cost me victory. Ha! <laughs> oh, this feels great. Emily great. now has 12 points. Yes. I yes, I played the safe route. I jumped from 11 to 8. Uh, congratulations, Spencer. You got it. Thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. Another Surprise. technicality, I, I, but... It, but it Good job. Well done. Well, see, I did focus on the music. I was like, hmm, I was maybe, about but... to ask him. I was going to be like, well, how do you feel about Matt throwing the music thing in? And then I was like, no, that's got to be it. And so I shut up. I but so, uh, I like, there we go. Another you error on me. Editor Bennett. Thank you very much, gang. We'll be back next week with another challenge where Emily is on the cusp of winning her first star. The wait's over. The Last of Us is here. It's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that I'm a nerd. All week long, Spencer's been like like fidgeting and making weird noises. I'm like, dude, are you okay? What happened? He's like, oh, just the last of us is Sunday. I'm so excited. Yeah, every time I remember, I sort of have a spastic movements and I know. freak out a little you bit. You literally told me off air earlier, you were like, people need to stop posting their reviews, their early reviews, because yeah. I keep realizing that I still have a good amount of days before it comes <laughs> out and I get upset because I want to forget right. that it's even happening. And it is. It's uh, one of the best video games of all time. It's the television adaptation with Pedro Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey. La- Lady Mar- Mormont from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Looks incredible. Takes uh, a little bit of place in uh, apocalyptic Austin, Texas. I, I hope they started off like they do in the game where it's out, just Austin. outside of Austin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this Sunday on what? This H- Sunday HBO is going to be on HBO Max, baby. Episode one. Yep. Now they've had uh, early screenings, of course, for reviews and, uh, you know, video game. Well, it's not just video games, IGN covered a review on it, and I started watching the first minute, and I was like, all right, I got enough. I'm not watching anything else of this. I don't want to see any more footage from it. I want all of it to be sort of, you know, revealed to me as I'm watching the show. But the essence is it's true to the game, but also a very well-done adaptation for TV, I guess. Okay. So I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. And this is two reviews, at least, I've seen now that say the exact same thing, and the more just keep coming out. The two I was actors- already going to watch it and be excited, and I was expecting perhaps disappointment. I mean, now maybe I will be disappointed with all this hype, but, like, I'm stoked, man. It's it's annoying, honestly, in a weird way, because I wanted to kind of go in 
And, and I guess blank. have all of it, you know, just have it be surprised like that, I guess. Yeah. The reviews are encouraging and stuff, and that actually makes me happy. But it's yeah. like, oh, man, I wish I kind of would have found out on my own and felt like, oh, I'm, I'm so cool. I found this little yeah, gem just, of a show. I no, mean, come on. It's HBO. It's been advertised yeah. all over the place. It's, it's And it's, it's one game. of the biggest games to that have come yeah, out in the last couple of years. it's one of the most critically acclaimed games as far as storytelling is concerned. Yeah. So give us the breakdown. What's kind of the, the story? The setting the is it's a post-apocalyptic story dealing with a... It's a parasite. It's a it's mm-hmm. a fungal parasite that just sort of explodes and all these spores go over and infect a bunch of people and mess them up. And so where the story takes place, uh, initially it's like basically the world is, is sort of coped. They've moved into sort of martial law, like quarantine, massive cities. <laughs> they're made, all just sort of peppered <laughs> about the country. Sorry, that made me, I didn't mean to laugh, but okay. it just, it's funny when people are arguing online and they misspell martial law, like martial, like <laughs> a Marshall? sheriff, but it's Mar-T-I-A-L, whatever. I like that too. But yeah, and then, so our bank, you start with some of the main characters who are these smugglers. They smuggle stuff in and out of the city. They end up meeting this girl who is immune to this parasite thing. And so that's basically the story is them trying to protect her. And try to bring her to try to and figure try to out the, the, the Deliver cure. her safely to some, you know, actual science. And you're, you're fighting spooky, creepy mutants. You're, you're fighting yeah. other course, humans. Like you're fighting good. the government. They make this really creepy noise where it's like... Oh yeah, man! I can't I'm do it. It's like the clicking, right? The clickers are the ones mm-hmm. that are uh, they've they've been alive for at least a few years, I think. So the the fungus is like grown out of their brains, and yeah. they can't see, and they just use sonar to like what's fun locate you. And I don't know if this makes me a okay. I'll I'll admit this. I wasn't going to ever admit this, but I will admit this. What makes this really fun for me is I have basically barely played the game. I've played the game. But what happened was I had an ex that loved the game, but mm-hmm. instead of so sitting me down, yeah, and instead of sitting me down and actually like playing the game with me, he was like, "I'll just show you all the cutscenes." Oh man, yeah. That, so half the story is told as you're literally walking with these characters, exactly. trying to get through the levels. So I know about half of what happens. So yeah. I'm really excited for this. I want to play the game. I just don't have the console for it or the mm. boyfriend for it. <laughs> Hit me up, boys, if you have The Last of Us um, and want to give me your console. Well, so I'm excited for you. There, yeah. there are a lot of, there are gonna be a lot of characters that weren't included in the game. One, because they couldn't include them all. They for had sure. to make a game that was a reasonable length and mm-hmm. get it out on time. So I'm excited to see that. Also, it'll pad it out a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. Super stoked. Uh, the original creator of the game himself, as well as the guy who did that uh, Chernobyl show on HBO as well, teamed up. So it looks like it's going to be good. Reviews say it's going to be good. I am stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked. I can't wait for you to tell me all about it and then let me know what parts are different from the game. Oh, yeah. I already I know this watching one those so videos. Far. You're going to be my real-life YouTuber that I, I just get to be like, is this the same <laughs> as the game? I'm stoked. Uh, I'm stoked, CJ. Now, uh, well, the episode's not out yet, so you can't read it on Wikipedia, but just wait. Just watch it with us, man. Come on. The face. Wait. The mustache. The Boston. CJ Morgan. I keep getting these random text messages, and they keep assuming that I own a house. But I don't. Not yet. 
That's right. Emily, uh, real estate mogul on her way. Uh, So someone wants you to sell a house you don't own? Yeah, technically my parents own it. They want me to sell my childhood home, but they think I'm my dad. And I don't really know how this happens. Do that. Sell it, get a lot of money, and and then don't tell my parents. Charge your parents rent. (laughs) Oh, that's so mean. They never charged me rent whenever I stayed there a year year or two past graduation. Uh, (laughs) You know. Same here. Same here. Not knowing what I was going to do with my life. So no reason for me to do that to them. But yeah, no, I, so little backstory. I grew up in Dickinson, which is in between, it's like 15 minutes from Galveston, Texas and 45 from downtown Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's sort of like a suburb. Of Houston, yeah, it is. Kind of, it's it a little is. more country It's though, next there. to Big yeah. City. It's next to where NASA is, all of that kinds of stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and I love my house because even though we were very, very, okay, very, very poor is a big word. Even though it financially was a challenged. financially challenged mm. situation when I was growing up, the cool part was is I lived in the coolest house ever because it was the house that my dad grew up in. So oh. everything about it was represented uh, uh, from my, like it was created by my grandpa or my grandma and I never met my grandparents. So I was like, I was living in their house oh, and they cool. like created everything, which is so cool. Man, that used, to be, that used to be a very American yeah. thing too. And I feel like that's gone away um, recently. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was a very American thing too. Or also it was just that, you know, my grandparents died and my parents were like, Ooh, free house. Yeah. So, we took care of them. We yeah, get to, yeah. to, to claim this property. But it means a lot to me. And now that both of my parents are retired, I'm a little nervous that they're going to sell it. And they have teased the idea. It of doesn't like, mean a lot to me to mean that much to you. Tell that to your dad and call him old man. Oh. And then tell him to take a look at your life. Oh, no. He would get it. It's he would a song. Get it. I'm sorry to interrupt. It, it's, That's it's so okay. dumb. No, it's, it's all it right. It was worth it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm still lost, but I'm going to continue on. on. Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my, so my dad, it's my dad's parents' house, and it means something. It means a lot to me. And now yeah. that they're my dad and my mom are both retired, they've talked about. They've always wanted to live in the hill country. They've always wanted to move up here, live mm. in the hill country, and, and they're like, well. Now that you are kind of permanently in Austin for now, like it would be really nice if maybe we just yeah. find mosey up there a little bit. As and a guy who's lived in the hill country growing up, tell him it's not a big deal. It's not that big a deal. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, I'll convince him out of it. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I haven't had this conversation with my parents yet, but I would prefer if they never sold the house, but right. that's also... Free that's, house for you. Uh, well, I don't want to live in Dickinson either. I just don't. I have issues with letting things go. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a touchy subject. So every single time that I get one of these text messages, I don't know what what phone book I'm under that claims that this is my dad's phone does number. He own, uh, does he own the, does he pay the phone bill and is it in his name? I don't know if it's in his name or my mom's name. Dude, just sell the house and then make them pay rent. Hey, I've these people have texted me offers. Like I've gotten so many like offers, and they're pretty they're pretty good offers from yeah. what I know. They the say uh, I know. cash only. No, <laughs> well, that's what they always tell me. They're like, "Do you live on so and so street?" I don't. I don't know where they're getting this idea. What street? I don't know where. I gotta look sell it up. The house, yeah. dude. I should sell that, that house Scam on Franklin Street, wherever it is. Yeah, I feel like that would be a terrible gift to sell my parents' house and not tell them, but make them a well, ton of if money. If you use the money to buy them a house in the Hill Country, maybe they'll they'll be okay with it. But yeah. I kind of want to mess. This is evil. This is a very evil only child plan. But I I kind of want to <laughs> mess 
it up to to where they will never be able to sell the house. Mm. You gotta get so down to like, wrecking the foundation. Yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. Like, what can I say to these text messages where it's like, "Hey, Chris, Joel with Professional Properties. They want to have a conversation about this property. Are you open for a phone call?" Like, I. I, a part of me, a really evil part of me, wants to to call them and then just like be like, "Oh yeah, there was like a crazy murder here and oh, I don't care all about this that. stuff." Or, not I don't care. know what to say to make it spooky so that- stuff is great. Just uh, <laughs> type these four letters in. Stop. So- <laughs> we'll stop sending these automated. I actually, don't know if no, they'll do I, that. But- you should be able to report junk in your phone, but. Uh, mm. To sum it up, Emily is going into the real estate game, and her yeah. she's going to become a slumlord to, to her parents. To yes. the renters, yeah. Texas City's getting a name change because uh, it's a derogatory term that I didn't even know until today was a derogatory term. Oh. Uh, North Texas City has been renamed following a vote to remove the names of all derogatory terms for the specific term in locations across the United States. The city has been renamed uh, Lynn Creek in honor of Isaac Lynn, who lived on the creek nearby the town that now bears his name. Uh, The term, what is it? Well, the Department of Interior has officially uh, begun to only refer to it as SQ blank. Uh, The term originally means a wife of a Native American and instead has become historically... Uh, listed as an offensive ethnic, racial, and sexist slur, particularly Whoa. for indigenous women. Didn't even know it was a slur until today. So some people will think, yeah, I did cancel culture come by. You can't cancel everything. They're going to cancel. They get cancel culture. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the term has been taken out of all uh, federal names, and it'll be, you know, sub-referred to as SQ blank. And that got me to think is like what what makes something that had another meaning what makes it a, an offensive term um i'm assuming it means it would be the people who the term is used against right you know kind of kind of say that but how does yeah. it officially like what what governmental body goes and hears a list of terms and decides that uh, oh, you're, you're it's like inappropriate. The, yeah, who who does the actual, I guess, legwork and paperwork yeah, yeah. and all of that? I don't know. That's kind of interesting just, to it, think of. Yeah, it is because we've we've come to a few here on the uh, the radio station that have just been such a part of the vernacular growing up. I mean, Dude, some yeah. of them obviously bad, but others that you know we just mentioned one day, and and I can say this because I'm of Irish heritage. Uh, um, but we were talking yeah, but about well, the Irish of Austin really appreciate sure, it. Sure, sure. Uh, we were talking about throwing people in the paddy wagon, and then suddenly realized that it doesn't mean like a padded right, wagon no, for jail. Right. It's paddy was another term for Irish yeah, people, yeah, yeah. and the reason they called it a paddy wagon is because Irish are drunks and get thrown <laughs> in jail. And so it was kind of like, interesting to be like, oh, that didn't even realize that was a thing. Well, I realized during our nerd report, I even said something uh, that's considered offensive in the UK toward people who have disabilities. Oh, write it down. Even, I even, even uh, Lizzo had recently used that in her song and taken it out. Did not uh, know that. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's another ter like for it's spasms. Spasms are you know it's just oh, that type of word. Okay, just yeah. At it. And it's not offensive over here. I know there's probably a lot of kids on the internet that probably think it is now. I mean, there's a it, big Austin cover band called the Spasmatics. Yeah, that, yeah. But it's like I felt bad 
after it came out, and I was like, that's not how I mean it. We don't think it's offensive here in the States. It's completely different use here. Uh, and we don't, it's, it's just for people who are just sort of, you know, me, what I was doing, twitching you know, around, being a little silly. And I thought bloody was like the F word in Britain, but it's yeah. all through Harry Potter. Yeah. So I don't think it's that it, bad, but okay. it's, it's, I feel like maybe they have slightly different standards for their radio broadcasting. I, was about, I don't know, man. I was about to say they should make an official dictionary, yeah. like have a dictionary of offensive terms, uh, but then kind of like urban dictionary or something like that, but a printed yeah. dictionary yeah. of all the offensive terms. <laughs> then I realized that. Middle school kids would love this. Yeah, absolutely. Be- because it would, you would learn exciting things. And again, I can say this because of my heritage, but one of my favorite ones. Dude, anyone could say that, it. That I heard <laughs> a, a grandparent uh, use before, and I was like, that's awesome, is uh, the term bohunk for oh. uh, Czech people. What is wrong with but that the, just sounds the, funny. Hu, human innovation knows no bounds when we don't have a word to be hateful for someone. We just create something that sounds ridiculous. It's awesome. I'm sure there's an origin. If we Googled it, we'd probably, just like paddy wagon, yeah, not and being a padded A person who speaks vehicle. language, etymologists, would tell you, oh, there's a, you know, there's a very there's my an pe- origin point, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. My people <laughs> were also called Krauts uh, mm. for the Germans. That okay. was a good one. Um, Mine were called wankas. <laughs> yeah. Wanker. That's a now, good Now, that's a bit more offensive in England as Is well. Is it really? Yeah. I thought wanker was just kind of like you're a goofball. Kind of. But I, I like wanker. I, like, I mean, maybe for a while. It might just, it might have lost its power by now. Okay. But. Um, I don't know. This is a fun. We're just trying to get it's away a, it's a, with as many words as we could squeeze out, aren't it's we? It's a super fun topic, but then I realized we're on the radio. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, you know, the other interesting thing is we had Adam Fold just call earlier, and he'll call in and says a lot of things that in, you know, in, in Spanish-speaking cultures yeah. are not necessarily offensive, but could be when translated or vice versa that sure. that we don't take as as offensive but over there it is it's just it's just a fun it's a, thing it's a crazy but, world language is fluid and so are our opinions on things exactly and so for now i can still call someone a bohunk my no. my fiance's check just stop doing yes. it <laughs> okay we'll end that one there are always cameras recording Welcome to people behaving badly, and yes, that is uh, something you should know. There are always cameras recording. This is good for this segment where Spencer and I render a verdict as to whom or who might be today's person behaving badly. Yeah. And yeah, if you're a celebrity, it's even worse. Oh, man, yeah. That's right. All uh, eyes on you. Uh, TikTok star Bryce Hall punches a Vegas security guard and was busted for battery. As a matter of fact, during the entire ordeal, which uh, tick, or not TikTok, which TMZ posted, he thinks he, this is a guy that thinks he has some boxing skills. He, he's kind of uh, gone almost the Jake Paul route, being an internet celebrity and then yeah. being like, oh, well, I'm tough too. I want to be a fighter. And so got in trouble security and then swung at one of the dudes at a nightclub. And uh, yeah, it didn't go so well. Here's a little clip of the scrim, which was caught by bystanders. They're trying to stop him. He's doing the do you know who I am thing, of course. Security guy's getting in his face. And it's a security guy in a suit. He throws a shoulder butt to try to get out. Security guy grabs him, puts him in the wall. He's not a fighter. He never claimed to be a fighter. 
Oh, took a swing at the dude, and then the guy misses or backs off from the punch, gets him in a headlock. Another security guy puts him in a wall. Here comes the rest of the security rushing in. Wow. I love it. He's down on the ground. What you get, you know? Yeah. You know, really. Well, obviously, he's today's person behaving badly because you go into Vegas, you say you're a fighter, you're drunk, he's got a little wafty mop of Beatles-style dyed blonde hair on top, and he's dude. He's starting crap. You don't do that at a, at a casino because, man, they've got the goons, they've got the celebrity, but... they got uh, the clout. I actually think they got I... got more clout than you, individual TikToker. I think I know who I should uh, uh, name today's person behaving badly. And it is not TikTok star uh, Bryce Hall. No, you think he was well-behaved? I think it's you, America, for making TikTok stars. Internet people are not real famous people. They shouldn't be. They really don't have a lot of talent. All they Mm. do is repetitive, annoying things to get stupid kids to replay their crap again and again and again to where then they become famous. You know what we need? Old school gatekeepers. Mm. The dudes who back in the day decided who got to be famous and who didn't because all all these internet, YouTube, TikTok crappers... You're not, you're not actually doing anything good. You're not entertaining. You're, you're not making good content. You're not famous, and you shouldn't be. So you're saying we should bring back the sexual favors part of the gatekeeping? No, I'm not saying that you have to kiss to... me, Spencer, to have more talk time on the show, but it's worked <laughs> for you, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, that's just because I like it, though, not because... I'm, I'm just saying talent. Wait, wait, we, we, both, we both like it, though, right? You like it when I... Crap people... Mm. Crap people online become famous. You're avoiding the question. And there's no consequences for their fame because (sighs) they don't have a manager. They don't have someone who they came up in the business with who was like, hey, man, don't do this, do that. Anyhow, uh, you're today's person behaving badly for making stupid, non-famous, entertaining people famous and not me. Thin boomer opinions. That everyone else actually agrees with. You know, okay, boomer. What is a boomer? Well, it's a slang term for baby boomers. Uh, the great generation. Well, the great generation was the one that fought in World War II. Baby boomers were people that uh, grew up, were the children of people that lived during the great prosperity and economic boom of the United States, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Man, things are great. Why don't you just do what we do? We know everything's right. Everything was great. Well, yeah, you could buy a house for 20 Okay, we're not going to bitch at boomers, but they have some outdated opinions sometimes, correct? Yes. 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 Very much. They're, they should not be allowed on the internet because uh, it's annoying. That's mm. extreme to say. They should but be they... allowed on with a chaperone. Yes. You know yes, what ruined that's Face- so much better. What ruined Facebook was when they dropped the requirement that you had to have a .edu website to join it. I never even got that far. I'm See? I'm even pa- I'm so far past or bef- past boomer. Uh, I'm on the cusp of Gen Z and Millennial. See, I'm 98. So when I was in college in my Boomer years, uh, it was they only allowed certain universities at a time. And once Texas State got it, everyone Whee! was excited. So See, they restricted yeah, they, they the access. They started letting the state run or the, the state schools in instead of the Ivy League ones, and that's when it was already getting ruined. Anyway, to be honest, maybe a little, but it was still just hot picks of people looking at each other and making fart jokes. Our future's yeah. going to be great. But then they dropped the .edu and the specific university emails, and now everyone's on Facebook and and they follow Grandma's Kitchen Recipes, which is really just clickbait sites run out of Indonesia to annoy people. Which this is probably. 
this is very much a clickbait site, clickbait site. Yeah, we're uh-huh. we're endorsing the clickbaits, but not really. We're just we're reading it so you don't have to. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Anyhow, that was a lot of bitching to get to it. Ten boomer opinions that other generations actually agree with. Number one, people share way too much on social media. Yes. But it is interesting hearing the same person bitch about how they're always cheated on and the loser oh, I does know. that and then they stay together. Oh, My, I saw this girl recently who I guess got back together with her ex. I don't really know her. And she posted a long rant about, you guys need, just need to leave me alone and don't judge my opinions, blah, 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 blah. And wrote this whole entire monologue about how she's allowed to get back together with her ex if she wanted to. And I'm like, oh, I love this drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tasty. Absolutely. Uh, number two, screw t- Touch screens. I want physical buttons, especially in the car. I kind of like that. Buttons can get sticky and dirty, but here's the thing with touch screens. My fat, nubby fingers always mistype things. Dude. Mm. And yesterday... I do it all the time here at work on our touch screen computers for for the automation, for the music and stuff. I'll be sitting there typing something in, accidentally hit a fire off a hot key. You know what I mean? Hot keys are are sounders, the things that go, you know, noises that we make. Give us an example. Uh, I'm giving the best. My <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll be working in the middle of a commercial break, and you'll hear that randomly. Like, oh, there's spinning and chubby can, fingers. Nothing can beat the sound of a keyboard clicking. And obviously, yeah. people like it because new phones and new equipment have add, that have touchscreens have added something called haptics, mm-hmm. which is where feedback. Yeah, it feels. It makes a sound. It vibrates. Yep. It feels like you're actually pressing a button. So we do know there's something to that. But uh, you know, the big big screen industry wants you to. Have have them. Uh, number three, I hate going to concerts and seeing everyone with their phones up. I have a lot of opinions on yeah, that, but I, think, I agree. I think you know what? Get you a couple songs, get you memory. No one wants to see it, but I enjoy going back and looking and remembering shows and things like that. But I think there's a balance of being respectful, keeping your screen at your face level. Yeah. And no one, not like, everyone is dancing. as tall as you or me, though, and can do that. I, but I understand. I know. I think you're right. Don't I think do it you the should. entire time. Yeah. Uh, number four, I will never own an e-reader. Nothing compares to a real paper book. I 100% agree with this. Yeah? I am a... I, I like to feel the pages. I like to... Yeah. I like to smell them. The I like smell to be of an able old to, book. When I'm reading, I like to try to figure out new ways of holding the book because I'm a very anxious, ADHD, potentially type person, so yeah. I can't sit still. So I'm always flipping around like my position is like... I'm I hold this book in like a weird, like over my head. You look like a like just a, to keep it interesting to me. Like a paint me like one of your French girls. Yeah. Pose right I'm now. weird. Yeah. I'm doing like the YMCA. Like trying to. <laughs> I've uh. already jumped straight up to the future. I don't even use a book or a pad. Mm-hmm. I listen to audiobooks. I, 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 I like audiobooks to too. Yeah. Uh, number yeah. five on Clickbait Corner: Things uh, we agree with when it comes to boomer opinions. I want to read articles online without entering an email. Credit. Yeah. Sure, that's I get it, yeah, but I also they I need to make, yeah. You say that, but boomers are the people that create accounts, give their phone number, and do all the dumb stuff. To that's everybody. how they get hacked all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, <laughs> I just want to speak to a real person on the phone when I have to call automated customer service. I also agree. Agree with that, but boomers are yelly and angry and mean, whereas and I'm yes. nice. Being on the other end, working in customer service, sometimes it is nice to have that just kind of filter people out so that you don't have to always answer the phone and be like, we're open at this time. Because little Miss Siri can tell you. Also, there are questions you want to... It's frustrating. Uh, Number seven, paper menus are better than QR codes. QR codes are great. It's a good Mm -hmm. way to look at the menu and explore and see that. And it's less grubby. You don't have to touch them. One thing that sucked as a server was having to wipe down and clean menus. Plus, they always change. 
website makes it easier. This kind of came out of the pandemic, so we yeah. don't have to touch. But uh, the problem with QR codes is if you're not getting service. You have to have Wi-Fi in you your don't restaurant. anywhere. Yeah. And restaurants don't like sharing the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need a smart refrigerator or toaster. Uh, you don't know that. Yeah, I think you do. Try it out. Uh, number nine, using apps for everything is annoying. Going to Disney, not being able to do anything unless you have the app. I get that, but yeah. my only experience is using the app at Disney, and man, did it make it Oh, great. dude, it's and basically it's required. It. I do hate it, but I also, I did, my sister is the but one you where we I went. I didn't have to do it. We yeah. didn't have to. We Your had, sister did yes. My oh, fiance did it for why. me. Exactly. I'm the planner. Exactly. I have to use that crap. <laughs> and she got me in that Rise of the Republic ride. It was great. Oh. Uh, number 10, the final one from Boomer Opinions. Other generations agree with on Clickbait Corner. Uh, the classic old person meme, I really don't want people on my lawn. I mean, I mean I wow. You want to, that's how you I decided to finish lawn. Clickbait Corner yeah. or Clickbait List? That's we, how you decided? We, we don't even need lawns. Lawns are so post. I mean, I'm a Gen Z millennial cusp, and I will never be able to afford a real house with a lawn because of all of you boomers. So take that mic drop. Mm-hmm. Get off my lawn. It doesn't make sense. Part two. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? All about the Consumer Electronics Show and their dumb, weird inventions. That's right. The Consumer Electronics Show does have a lot of cool stuff. They let us know what badass TVs we'll have available for next year at Christmas or whatever. Uh, Cool things like that. Uh, Great speakers. All kinds of stuff. But man, do they have some ridiculous inventions. Yesterday, we talked about the Kohler Sprig. That's the aromatherapy pod-admitting, smell-making showerhead. Genius. And it uses soap. Soap. No, it doesn't use soap. No, no, no. It doesn't use soap. I was just saying yesterday, making the point, you've already got soap. Like, why do you smell? If you need to smell something in the shower... Just smell your shampoo. Yeah. Smell your soap. <laughs> uh, it gets better. Are you ready for this? Yes. Hit me. Aroma Join has announced its Aroma Player. Oh, no. Okay. Whatever you think in your mind, it's not as good as what I'm getting it's ready not, to tell it's you. It's not like an app? Okay, go on. Or so, go on. Go on. I'm... Well, huh. co- content creators on the web are always <laughs> looking for ways to set themselves apart. And now, while someone watches your YouTube vlog... As long as they own and subscribe to the Aroma Shooter from Aroma Player, mm, shoot that at me. You can shoot a scent into their room no. while they're watching your blog. How dumb and banal and uninteresting! What is this? This only works for like uh, cam girls, okay? For OnlyFans. Can I be honest with True. you? Is that a scent you want? <laughs> Dude, I've seen weirder. I've smelled weirder. Okay. I, that's because it's funny because the first place in my mind I was going to was I have maybe I want to watch porn, but I don't think I want to yeah. smell yeah. porn. Right? Yeah. Um, also, if I'm watching my face, if I'm you, you're watching a murder podcast, do you want to smell a decomposing body? Right. They are not actually. It's the strongest sense tied it's to memory. Smell vision all over. They say uh, that he can actually shoot out a scent. Cool. And then... Where's um, that scent? Scent? Where's that scent shooting from, though? There's just a little that sprays in your face. I don't don't know. know. (laughs) It's from a Kyoto-based startup called Aroma Join. And um, they say there are a few hundred kinds of scents available already. It just uses this little packet that 
you know how like they can mix paints from all different dyes? Right. It's uh, anything from coffee to orange. I guess maybe if you have I, I, like a travel video show and you can say, oh, smell these. I don't know. I don't get it. It makes no sense. To maybe me. it's ahead of its time. But guess what? It makes more sense to me than the final thing I'm going to tell you about. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, Hilke Montigna. I ho- I'm not probably pronouncing his name correctly, and I'm sad, but also I don't think you're going to be hearing from him again. Um, he has invented some, called, something called the No Watch. Okay. okay. A watch that knows. No, he said he's lost a lot of friends recently. Uh, they, des- they died from accidents or disease. Oh, okay. And at a, f- at a funeral, he realized that he didn't want to be a rat in the race anymore. So he has created a watch, and on the face of a watch, where usually you would see the hands of a watch or a digital readout, there's just a piece of rock to remind you that you don't need to know the time, and you should just live in the moment. So he pet rocked it. $387. Hey, man. All you could have done is just told me that. Literally just the words. I could tell you, <laughs> hey, here's a life hack. Put a po- I'll put a rock in your pocket, and every once in a while, I'll reach in there and remember, you huh. don't need to know the time. Put this, several rocks in your pocket and jump in a river. This dot guy is like, oh, it's customizable. You can oh use different God. faces. It's not even technology. It's an armband with a rock glued it's to it. It's an armband with a rock for $387. Wow. God bless you. What a good find. Hyoka. It's the C.J. Morgan Show on KROX-FM. Pewter Austin. 101X.